0: Welcome back to On the Horizon podcast hosted by Jesse Sage and Melrose Michaels. First, thank you so much for becoming a premium subscriber and supporting our podcast. This is getting you extra exclusive unheard and unseen footage from each interview that we have on the horizon. First, let's dive into it with Go Ask Alex.
1: I interviewed another woman who was telling, a cam girl who was telling me a story of the fact that, like, after, um, a termination she was bleeding for months and she couldn't work because you can't oh, cam man. when you're bleeding and she went to the doctor and she's like I need help to stop this because I cannot make any money like
2: this and they're
1: like this is you just have to let things run their course you know and wow. I think that um yeah I'm curious like if you could speak to a little bit of this like it seems like sex workers have very particular like sorts of like concerns that aren't just about pleasure, but are also about like, how do I work in this body that I have that like, medical doctors are not, they don't care about that. They're not like equipped to deal with that.
3: Yeah, it's not their priority. And also, because there's so much stigma and shame around sex work. Mm -hmm. um, It's not always something you want to talk to your doctor about anyways yeah. just because of their own potential judgments like my surgeon who performed my colectomy I never had a conversation with him about right. uh, about sex work about my work because I didn't want to have to explain that to every new doctor who came into the room and all 10 medical students who'd be following them around and every (laughs) single nurse. uh, Right. Like you, you don't, you don't necessarily want to have to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, especially because of the judgment and especially because of the vulnerable place that you're already in, like you're already scared and emotional. And it wasn't, it wasn't a conversation that I, they felt ready to have. So, um, even aside from that, I think that, um, regardless of whether or not someone is a performer, if they're bleeding for months and months and months, like that needs to be Addressed. 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 Yeah. And if they have questions about their sexuality, um, or the way that their, their illness is impacting their body or their sexuality, like that needs to be addressed by a doctor Regardless of their work,
1: yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I actually, I'm glad that you said that, because I actually wasn't even suggesting that, like, you have to out yourself to have those conversations. Like, I just think, if, like, just saying, like, I would like to uh, have this function, or like, yeah. how do we do that? And have them be like, well, you don't need that to survive. So, yeah. <laughs> It's so dismissive of the human experience. It's not about
3: survival. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's about thriving, yeah. not surviving. I Thank I you.
1: i so I would like to enjoy this life. So, yeah. <laughs> even especially as a
0: woman, right? Like where our bodies are, they. Mm-hmm. Uh, Somehow attribute to our value as a human too. So, oh yeah, to have to go through something like that, like it's already traumatic enough being a woman and like being looked at (laughs) like that, and literally every day, (laughs) your body's always front (laughs) and center, whether you consented to it or not. So, Mm -hmm. like to have that other emphasis in this, this completely drastic one eighty, and in. I don't know. For me, that would be very hard for my identity. Like, it, it mm-hmm. would take me, like, I dyed my hair black once, and that was hard for my identity. So, to go through something <laughs> of meaning yeah. and substance, like, that would be so difficult to manage.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, even think about like getting a bad haircut or like having, you know, like if you've ever been to the stylist and they burned off all your hair, like (laughs) I've been, you know, I've been through that where like you go from like long hair to like, I have a pixie cut now because, you know, because they burned it off. That is difficult. Like that is really hard. It's your body. It's your, it is so much of your identity. And I think a lot of that, that's regardless of gender, but especially for those of us who are, you know, assigned female at birth and we... We we live in, we're raised as female and the expectation, yeah. everything in our lives yeah. revolves around the way we look. There are interactions in the world, like any interaction I have out in the world with, with men, with anyone, with, yeah. you know, the way that I'm treated yeah. is yeah. so, um, it's just, it has so much to do with the way that I look that day and how I present myself. And if I'm wearing makeup and if I'm wearing, you know depending on what clothing I'm wearing versus if I'm wearing gum boots and overalls and I'm hiking my dog with no makeup on. And it's like the way that we interact in the world is so different. But um, I do think that since having my ostomy in the last two years, one of the really positive things in my work has been the opportunities I've had because of it. I mean, I decided rather than downplaying My disability, I was just going to, you know what? This affects me every day. I'm just going to roll with it. I'm going to run with it. And now I talk about it every day and I do lots of interviews and podcasts and writing about it. And in some ways, it's actually been like a great like business decision. Yeah. I mean, in, in some ways, my ostomy has been the best thing that's happened to my business because now it sets me apart and I'm seen as doing this advocacy. And it, it is so needed, yeah. Yeah, well, not just in our industry, it, but like
1: are doing it, yeah. you know. <laughs>
3: Next, let's take a look behind
0: the scenes of our interview with Body by Blunts. I think that that's a common thread I find with a lot of sex workers is that through sex work, they kind of find uh, a better, not always, but a better relationship with their bodies. And I'm, I share that experience for sure. Um, and do you think that any part of like, because you said you have a cam background and you do clips, that the things that you've created have helped you see yourself differently in any way?
2: Yes, definitely working with people who are like-minded. Um Selena, Selena Kills or Selena Kyle, depending on how you say it. (laughs) She is a doll of dolls, like in IRL, the doll of dolls. And I remember filming with her after so much. Like I was getting ready to rebrand, and. I reached out. No, she reached out to me because she found out I was coming to her city, and I was like, "Oh yeah, really? That sounds amazing. Um, let's you know, let's meet and talk and etc. You know, let's let's meet up at a coffee shop or whatever." And we talked, and of course, headed off and ended up filming and that experience was so wonderful because she's so kind, like the whole filming experience was so lovely and nice and like no pressure. And it feels like as I keep going, I'm making better choices than I made in the beginning of my career. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's true.
1: Yeah, that's neat. I like her. I have hung out with her before. I've never shot with her, but I've hung out with her and she's very lovely.
2: Honestly, I think it's important that disabled people that are sex workers, especially, especially if they're in a in an area of sex work where they have to be very public whether they're a performer who does clips, they're a contract performer, you know, whatever the case may be that it's, it takes some of us to help all of us. And the more of us that make a space for the other people by saying that we are disabled, like, Hey, I'm a disabled performer. I'm a disabled performer and making it more commonplace that these magazines and studios etc will look at us in the same way that they look at other people who are not disabled mm-hmm. that we are also viable choices
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very well said yeah yeah i would like to see that
0: i would too <laughs> yeah. i think it's important and i think that not you know the community has to come and band together to you know work with more disabled creators Mm -hmm. and make Mm -hmm. more content and make it more visible and in your face that this Mm -hmm. is this is our industry and we got to love everyone and this is what it is and then I think uh, studios and production might follow suit I don't in my experience they don't take lead on things but (laughs) we can try
2: yeah it'd be like that like I don't necessarily want to do contract work myself but I know that there are disabled people who do
0: yeah. I'm curious. something that came up uh, in our previous discussion as well when we we're covering the topic of like mm-hmm. disability and neurodivergence, was that a lot of the resources out in the sex work space really don't cater to that community or that segment of sex workers. And and this is very striking for me because there's like this whole ecosystem, and I'm I'm certainly a part of it myself. And now that I'm having these conversations, I realize this um, about like putting out you know content or courses which is where i'm saying i'm part of this problem that say like well if you just do it this way run your business this way but that doesn't that doesn't apply to someone who's not able bodied or who has a disability that they're working with um and i'm curious if you had any insight or if something comes to mind that you're like, you know, it would just be helpful if you did this in regard to stuff like that, because then it would be something
1: uh, available to me.
0: Because I, if if
1: you did something, like if you're trying, is that what you're asking? Well, yeah, like
0: myself specifically, or like the the people that are trying to offer help and resources in the space who are just, it's over their head that they're not talking to everyone. Like they're not realizing that they're talking to everyone, me being them.
2: (laughs) Honestly, it's like looking at it from like, as intersectional as you can, especially like with coursework or like, when i'm doing any type of like advocacy i try to be as intersectional as i can Mm -hmm. and obviously i'm not a perfect person but yeah it's trying to remember like okay how does this advice work and who can it apply to Mm -hmm. and especially when we're looking at the adult industry you know especially myself as a black sex worker there's some advice that i can take and i can do every single bit of that advice be consistent and stay on top of it but Mm -hmm. still not succeed
1: yeah yeah Mm
0: Last but not least, let's listen to the exclusive from our chat with Honey Daniels.
1: And the fact of the matter is, too. I mean, we also can't pretend that like thin, white, privileged, privileged, conventionally attractive <laughs> yeah. women aren't making more money than yeah. like um, queer folks and disabled yeah. folks and fat people and people of color. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean that's Absolutely. also just everyone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
4: everyone. Yeah, it's like. we can all see it you know it's clear everywhere we can see it and actually when I first started sex work I was not what I considered disabled I was Mm -hmm. I'd been chronically ill my whole life since I was a very tiny child um but for a long for most of my life I kind of compensated in other ways Mm -hmm. um and a lot of that equaled me having days where I was just like completely put down um yeah, but I wasn't where I'm at now, which I do believe that that short well it wasn't a short five years that, oh. that period of time that I really just like ignored all of my needs and I I did what I needed to do to work. Yeah. Uh, I don't drink anymore. I am sober from alcohol, but when I was camming, I drank a lot because it made me so much money, yeah. and it's so hard yeah. to sit there and not be making money knowing that I could be making money. yeah, mm-hmm. And yeah. I now am probably a little bit sicker than I maybe would have been at this point because for so many years, I drank so much on cam. Yeah. And I sat in positions that were really hard on my body.
1: That's what I thought was hard about cam. Oh my God, my
4: like... knees, the cam girl knees. <laughs> yeah, That's what sure I call them. Cam.
1: Yeah. My back, because I would like try to sit on my stomach and look up at the camera to like, I was always on my knees. I was always sitting
4: with my knees folded underneath me because it just makes your body. Yeah. Yeah, It's just a better silhouette. And I have fibromyalgia. So sitting in a position like that for hours on end, I would get off cam and I would just like, everything would hurt so bad. It would almost feel like coming down from an allergic reaction where I just have to sit there for like an hour and decompress because everything hurts. I feel gross. And don't get me wrong. Like I did well at camming when I was doing well. Um, but then when I wanted to stop drinking, uh, when I started being sick a little bit more, Mm -hmm. people on cam were just like, they weren't cool with it. Yeah. Like they, I was somebody that people wanted to get drunk. Like yeah. that that was my role is like, and I also ended up quitting because I realized everyone was kind of mean to me. But when I was drunk, I didn't realize that I thought we were all in on the joke. Yeah. Uh, and then being yeah. sober, I realized that they're actually just making fun of me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't like this. And as an autistic person, it just became so hard to mask.
2: Yeah. On cam, when
4: they were being mean to me, and I wasn't drunk, and all of these things, and camming just really started to feel inaccessible for me, just not yeah. something that I could do anymore.
1: We, as like sex workers, have had a lot of different types of experiences. We're very comfortable with our bodies, or I mean, I can't speak for all sex workers, but like I'll speak from my perspective. Very comfortable with my body. Like, I know how to do a lot of things, I am comfortable negotiating boundaries. Like, there are a lot of people who are like, I don't know how to do that. And it's too high stakes like in my relationships with people that I'm trying to date or that I'm in a relationship with or whatever. So um, I feel like it's really that's a really great way that people use like that people a great reason to hire sex workers Absolutely. Like, talk to a yeah. sex
0: worker i can't tell you how many friends are yeah. like have spoke to me about like doing anal for the first time with their boyfriend and he's in the story is like he just went for it's like what yeah. that's not <laughs> yeah. how you do anal there's a yeah. whole process <laughs> that's
4: well, yeah. not how it goes <laughs> because people you know people see it online they see yeah. it in porn and for some people they feel like oh i've seen it i can do it I yeah. personally don't have that confidence at all, <laughs> but that, yeah. that happens a lot. Like I was saying with choking earlier, like some people yeah, really right. think you just like put your hand on the throat and squeeze. And it's like, baby, that is not how you <laughs> not do it. it. That's a crushed windpipe. pipe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I want so badly to know how to do things, to do them the quote unquote right way, because my autistic brain views things that way. Like there is a right way to do everything. <laughs> I would like to know it. Yeah. And like, people need the opportunity to do that. And I even personally, like everything that I put out there as a sex worker are things that like, I want back in my life. I want, I want in return in my life. I, like I said, I've been in the kink community for so long, but there's still some things that I want to try, but I'm like, I don't want to try this with like a friend while yeah, we're like doing yeah. a scene and then maybe I'm not great at it. And like that, there's just so much anxiety when it
1: comes to that. I, I just exactly what I did with the Hitachi scene. <laughs>
0: <Exactly>. <laughs> I'm
1: like, I don't know anything about this. Full Go ahead. Circle. <laughs> yeah. I want to
0: ask you, like with your other disability, how does that impact? Cause we talked a lot about autism for, and how that like comes into play with your work, but how does your other disabilities impact your sex work?
4: Um, I mean, greatly, like very, very much. I cannot work the way other people work. I cannot, which means when I work, it has to be worth it. So unfortunately my prices have to be what they are. Um, I know a lot of people that feel like you have to earn your rates. You can't just go, but if I can only see so many clients in a month and I need to pay my bills, it has to even out. There's, Mm -hmm. I go through periods of time where I cannot work. Like, it doesn't matter if I want to, it doesn't matter if I need to, I can't. I had surgery in September. Like, what am I going to do about that? I had to have the surgery. I had to do it. It absolutely impacts my work, but it's just Mm -hmm. one of those things where it's like, this is my reality as a disabled person. My Mm -hmm. experience in sex work is really not that different from my experience of the world, accessibility anywhere is kind of the same right now. People don't really think about it, which is like I said, a lot of people think you're hiring a provider and they're just going to do it all for you. They're just like, and that's not, I can't, I feel like I physically can't do that. (laughs) I, and I just, you know, I can't offer like porn star experience, which I think is it's a great seller. It, yeah. it's something that, like... Is that what it's
0: called? Like, people call yeah, that? Mm-hmm.
4: That's a thing? Oh, yeah. Wow. So, and that would be a situation in which, like, somebody's saying, I don't want any emotional attachment. I don't want education. Yeah. I just want, like, to get down and dirty and have yeah. fun. Like performance. Yeah, I want yeah. to
1: walk in and be oh, fucking. Wow. Yeah.
4: Which I can't do.
1: Yeah.
4: Like, mm-hmm. I can't. I don't have good knees. Yeah. I, you know, I don't... <laughs> I think it's so
1: interesting. Like, this conversation is really interesting, though, because for people who are, like, outside of sex work, I don't think that they realize that, like, people come to sex workers for all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And, like, there are people, like, who are going to be really, like, happy about the fact that, like, you're coming as you are oh, yeah. because it means that they can come as they are, too. Absolutely. You know? And that's, there's something like really beautiful about that too. Like, this is what, who I am. This is what I have to offer. Um, Do you want to partake in this? You know? Absolutely. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Unfortunately with that though, there is the, the con of like, if somebody doesn't want me and I am presenting myself as I am, you, you have to be prepared for the fact that like there are people who don't want you. Right. Mm -hmm. And as a disabled person that can, sometimes it can get to you a little yeah. bit. You mm-hmm. see, so you think like, was it this, was it this? Am I not good enough because of this? Right. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like they're not, everybody is for everybody. And yeah. you, you kind of have to like take that to heart too, because I mean, the whole world is, doesn't give a shit about me. Like yeah. they, they do not care that I need accessibility places. Mm-hmm. So I understand that there are just people who are not going to want to be with me not going to want to hire me. And it sucks (laughs) because I do see other people working so hard, people who go on month long tours, people Mm -hmm. who are just like working. So, and I'm like, I want that, but I have to understand that that isn't who I am. And that isn't like a fault of mine that I'm not that person. It can also be hard to like get other providers to take you seriously if you aren't somebody who's seeing high volume or who has a ton of money to put out on photo shoots Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, like I'm disabled. I only make so much money. I am relatively poor. I am going to come as I am because I don't want anybody to expect something different. And that means my photos are going to be the quality that they are. My lingerie is going to be comfortable Because if it's not comfortable, I'm not going to have fun. And Mm -hmm. I'm not great at hiding that. Like, it's just being disabled is one of the things that honestly took a while to accept. Is that like, this is it. This Mm -hmm. is who I am. This is not changing. This is not going. I am not temporarily disabled. This is my life. So it's like trying to avoid that and keep doing things I can't do and keep taking work I can't take without burning out. Mm-hmm. It's not helpful. I have to accept, like, this is who I am everywhere I go sex work, civ life, everything. This is my lot in life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, this conversation for me is so, like, one, educational, but also, like, um, transformative because, like, I'm, I, my background is very much entrepreneurial. Um, businesswoman to the core. I, I do put out courses for sex workers, not f- for paid anything. It's free. Take it if it works for you. Don't, <laughs> if it doesn't, because I don't want to take money from sex workers. I want to, then sh- they should be making money. Um, but like even hearing, because I've, I've put out a tweet once, someone had asked me like about my successes. And I'm like, what do you think is the thing that's made you the most successful? And my tweet back was that I do the things I I do the thing even when I least want to do it, because like for me, overcoming like my laziness and my whatever and my stupid privileged challenges to do my job, like that's what I've put and i guess stake my success on mm, is like mm-hmm. i just i kept going and i did it even when i hated doing it i did it but mm-hmm. then someone had replied to my tweet they're like this comment is really ableist and i actually had to google it because i didn't know what that meant mm-hmm. so like just very vulnerable moment here i was like oh i'm an idiot and like i, I was yeah. talking to people like myself obviously that's my intent was that yeah. but when i'm putting a tweet out i'm broadcasting into the world so it's not the just, just the intentioned yeah, audience it's it's sex
1: worker
4: it's It's such a vast spectrum of people.
0: So like, even that like was such a reflective point for me. And like, in this conversation makes me feel much like I felt then because I'm like, okay, now like my goal with everything I've done course wise and with sex work CEO, with this podcast, everything is to educate and provide resources and help people be either more successful what they do or make it fit their lives better or get the value out of it. That's Mm -hmm. positive essentially. And this conversation changes the way i reflect on that because like okay so the stuff i'm putting out and course wise and all of that it's great for people like me but like i'm not doing anything for someone like you like yeah. what can i do for someone yeah. who's disabled or has autism or like yeah. yeah what would be useful
4: um honestly i feel like engaging with more disabled people and like talking to them about how they work best, like what's working for them. I feel like that's really helpful because I, like you said, you are putting out information from your point of view, which means it's going to reach people like you and maybe not reach other people. So I feel like just the ways to do that is just like expanding the types of people who are like putting input on what you're doing. There are so many disabled sex workers who I feel like honestly, they, they do a lot of articles and stuff, which doesn't always reach people. So I definitely feel, and I've, I've personally never seen, um, a course, a sex work course free or not that acknowledges disabled sex workers and what they're capable of doing. There's no section that's like, Hey, I recognize like maybe you can't fucking do this. Yeah. I just don't see that. And Mm -hmm. I see a lot of disabled people being like, what is happening in sex work right now is like, I can't do it. I can't keep up. I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't do all the things that are required of me because other people are doing them. And there's one thing that I, I love reminding people of this is that disability is not, it's not just for disabled people. Like Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people now that are using the term pre disabled for able-bodied people because disability comes for us all yeah there's nobody in this world that will escape aging and aging is a disability in its own and I I, it's really interesting you were saying in your response to that tweet that you were saying like I push through when I feel lazy I really really challenge people to start questioning themselves as to whether or not what they're feeling is laziness because I still Mm -hmm. even struggle with that like Mm -hmm. I also have ADHD. So executive dysfunction out the wazoo. And there are moments where I'm like, God, I'm such a lazy piece of shit. Like I should just be doing this. Like, why am I not doing this? Mm -hmm. There's a whole ass reason I'm not doing this. yeah. Yeah. And it's not because I'm lazy. It's not because I don't want to. And I feel like there are a lot of people who view not working as laziness. It's like Mm. you sometimes need a break. You sometimes can't do something. And that is Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think that's a message that needs to be put out a lot more is that, like, if you can't fucking keep up, if you can't work today, if you can't do this task because you are just overwhelmed and you need to sit on the couch and stare at the wall, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's, in fact, it's encouraged because if you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing, you will hit a wall. Yeah. And that wall might never go away. Yeah.
0: You Mm -hmm.
4: might hit a wall one day and then that's it. That's your experience. You might push yourself to the point. And that's kind of what my experience was. Is I pushed myself until I couldn't push myself anymore. And now it's not even an option. Yeah. I, I don't have the option to fight through it.
0: Something that uh, you struck on too, with that like needing rest, that's something I recently really like that resonates with me because I'm again that my background is business, so like I'm I very much rode in on the like Gary Vaynerchuk wave of like you know be a CEO and run mm-hmm. your own business and work a thousand <laughs> hours a day. So like I I come from that and I believed it, like I bought into the whole thing. Um, but I also come from a family history of dementia and schizophrenia and extreme mm-hmm. bipolar and manic depressive disorders. Mm-hmm. And I, I have anxiety. I've struggled with eating disorders. I know things aren't all tight and like nice and sorted up there. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, one too, too good of weed away from slipping into oblivion. Um, so when I think about like rest, I look at it so much differently now. And like when I look back on that tweet, especially and like saying that, because mm-hmm. part of that, yeah, pushing through when I can push through that's one thing and that's great and fantastic but now i'm like if i don't schedule rest for myself like i will i will have dementia i will yeah. my husband will talk to an empty shell of myself like yeah because we're, like, yeah. we yeah. we're all
4: getting older like we're all yeah. getting older like there you aren't young forever you yeah. you aren't gonna it's have like, that stamina forever I mean.
1: <laughs> we might look like it but it's oh not my, a lot of money
4: the, it's the botox um because and you know like the you know, I think about what I used to be able to do, that's not anywhere close to what I can do now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I used to be able to do so much and I and I really hope people understand that that like of course people are like, "Oh, are you going to age out of sex work?" It's like, "No, you don't have to age out of sex work." Yeah. But you might become you might become yeah, too physically disabled, too sick, too. You know, I have a lot of friends that didn't enter sex work, sick or disabled, and now they just cannot work the way they used to work. Yeah, and that is a reality. And I honestly believe the harder you go at this age, like the less you will have. You know, I yeah. I, I tend to think of vita of like human vitality as like it's a it's one amount.
0: Finite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you
4: you aren't constantly revitalizing yourself. If anything, right. you're just depleting it. And it's like if you want to have a life where you are not stuck in pain somewhere from running your body ragged when you were younger, you ha you really have to make that time for rest. You have to make time yeah. for moving your body, for moving your eyeballs <laughs> if you've been staring at yeah. a screen for five right. hours, you know, like I sit in one spot a lot yeah like and it's important to make sure you're comfortable make sure you're supported yes. like back supports like there's just a lot that I never thought at 29 I would be thinking about yeah
3: and mm-hmm. here I
4: am having to think about it and I just hope the other people realize like this will happen to you like whether yeah. it's a year from now or 20 years from now you need to have the skills to rest and that sounds yeah. so silly but no, no it's, it's
1: actually true and it's like a really good place to to end I think on that note of like recognizing that we are all uh pre-disabled I actually think that's a good that's way a to say thing. it um and that we don't have unlimited like resources uh, Yeah, like self so, like um human capital h- yeah we can't just go forever
0: We hope you enjoyed this bonus footage from this episode of On the Horizon and we look forward to having you tune in next time.